This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We are now approaching week three of the preseason in the National Football League. I guess it's really week two, right? I'm saying week three because here in Cleveland, the Browns were about to play their third preseason game because they played in the Hall of Fame game. But really, it's week two, which means we're one week closer to the end of the preseason and the start of the regular season. And I've been going through division by division, breaking them down, telling you who's going to win each division. We got two divisions to go. I'm going to do them both today, the NFC West and the pathetic NFC South. Who's going to win that sad division? That's coming up in a minute. But first... This week, we had two significant free agent signings in the NFL, not only significant for their teams, but if you're a fantasy football player, which I certainly am, I got about, let's see, I did I did my one, one draft already. I got an auction, a rookie draft, and then three other drafts. So I got a lot coming up in the next three weeks in terms of drafting fantasy football. And if you're watching this podcast, my guess is that most of you are playing fantasy football as well. So these two big signings, both in the AFC East, the Patriots signing Zeke Elliott and the Jets signing Dalvin Cook. What does it mean for those teams? Well, I mean, for the Patriots, I, I don't think much of the Patriots to begin with. We know, though, that Bill Belichick likes to use multiple backs. When you look at New England's depth chart on offense, it seemed that for the first time, they very rarely have a thousand yard receiver because he likes to rotate guys in there. Ramondre Stevenson, when you look at their depth chart and the way he's performed in the last couple of seasons, seemed like the overwhelming favorite to get the overwhelming amount of carries. The rest of the depth chart at the position, not impressive. And it, it was thought that maybe Stevenson would now have a much higher share, target share, carry share than we've seen from a typical Patriot back. Well, now that's probably changed. Obviously, at this point in their careers, Ramondre Stevenson is better than Ezekiel Elliott and will still be the lead back in New England without a doubt and get the majority of the carries. However, Ezekiel Elliott is definitely better than any other back they had on their roster. And they didn't bring him in to sit on the bench all the time. Zeke Elliott will, will be a part of the offense and could end up being a significant part. He can catch passes. He's good in, in goal line and, for, and fourth and, and short situations. So he could definitely, at the very least, steal some touchdowns in terms of a fantasy perspective for the New England Patriots. From a NFL perspective, he makes them a little better. I still think they're the fourth place team in, in the AFC East. Uh, a, a, a veteran running back is not going to change that. Uh, the only thing that would change that is if they got better at quarterback. That's not going to happen. Mac Jones, to me, one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league, and thus the Patriots, even though they have a talented team in that division that's very, very good, I still think they finished last. Nothing changes for me. As for the Jets, uh, love the addition of Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was the best free agent left still on the market. He was the best running back out there. Obviously, if he's the best free agent at this point, he to me, he's shown no no decline in his game. 
I wonder if the Vikings will end up regretting cutting Dalvin Cook. I know he was making a lot of money. I know we don't want to pay running backs a lot of money in this in this NFL. But you look at the Jets, who already had a young, promising star in Brees Hall. But Brees Hall's coming off a serious injury. And a lot of times that injury takes two years to recover from. When you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who is 40, you know, about to turn 40 years old, uh, you want to be able to run the ball effectively and you want to have an outlet. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball out of the backfield to, to, to Dylan and Jones last year and the year before that a lot. And that's something he's going to do. They obviously were not completely comfortable with Brees Hall coming off the injury, being the guy. Uh, Michael Carter has given them moments. They drafted a kid this year. I'm going to screw up the pronunciation of his name, but uh, Israel Izzy Abedekanda, and he's impressed in camp. However, Dalvin Cook is still one of the 10 best running backs in the NFL. It sounds crazy that he was a cut and a free agent, but he is still one of the 10 best backs in the league. Not only uh, is he a huge addition for the Jets, I think he's their main guy. I love Brees all long term, but for this year, I'd still rather have Dalvin Cook. Now, um, I was looking at uh, I, I use the site called Fantasy Pros when I look for for fantasy depth charts. I use the site, and they have Dalvin Cook listed as the second back of the Jets. I I think Dalvin Cook is going to be the primary running back for the Jets. Uh, now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Brees Hall will still be the guy. We'll see. I'd be very hesitant to draft Brees Hall in fantasy where, uh, based on where he's been going in drafts. Because and now Dalvin Cook's coming off a little bit of an injury, too, but not as serious as Brees Hall. And Dalvin Cook is a, is a star. I mean, he is. He has been. He hasn't declined. So it's a great addition for the Jets. From a fantasy perspective, it's tricky for both guys because Brees Hall's not going to go away. He's a really good player. Um, but uh, from an NFL perspective, great move by the Jets. Um, I already thought they'd be a playoff team, so this is not going to change that, but um, I still think Buffalo will win the division. But anyway, great addition, uh, adding Dalvin Cook. Love that move for the Jets. It, it's They didn't need him, but uh, well, they felt like they did, and, and they've got very good depth of talent, um, so it's pretty impressive. In terms of their skill position players, really good. And you, you gotta like what the Jets have put together there. Now the question is, does Aaron Rodgers still have anything left in the tank? If he does, they'll be really good. If he doesn't, they won't go to the playoffs. I'm saying he's got enough to get them to the playoffs. Uh, I think they're the last team in. I think they're the seventh seed. All right, let's get to the two divisions I haven't talked about. Let's go to the NFC South, uh, NFC West, excuse me, where the San Francisco 49ers um are the best of the bunch. There's no doubt about it. Uh, last year, I mean, the 49ers, you know, for for a number of years, have been one of, if not the best team in, the, in that division, right? Last year, they were the best team by far. The Rams fell apart after Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup got injured. The Cardinals are terrible. We'll talk about them later. The Seahawks had a nice season with a, with the the breakout season a decade later for Geno Smith. But the 49ers are um, the best team in that division and right there, in my opinion, with Philadelphia for the best team in the NFC. Obviously, as the case with many teams, 
the most important thing is the quarterback. And that's what at times has held San Francisco back. The, The Niners have consistently had one of the top two or three teams, not including quarterback talent wise almost every year for for a decade uh and that's the the case again they're the one of if not the best team on the defensive side of the ball they are loaded um it, they're great up front they it's like it's like one guy goes down and they just move the next guy in constantly um they they're just unbelievable on the defensive side of the ball it's like it, it, you know, you always used to think that about the Steelers and the Ravens, like they're always going to be good defensively. And now it's the the Niners. And it's not like they're loaded with first round picks. You know, like I've seen with some with you see with some other teams, but uh, they've added Javon Hargrave, who had a great season with Philadelphia last year. Uh, they added to Sean Gibson to the secondary, one of my old favorite players here in Cleveland. I don't know how, how much Sean Gibson's got left, but. I love that guy. He was he was a great player when he was here. Strong at linebacker. Good overall defensively. Okay. The offensive line, solid. Uh, led by Trent Williams, who's the best offensive lineman in the league. When you look at the skill position talent for San Francisco, excellent. Obviously, you got Christian McCaffrey, one of the top five backs in the league. Elijah Mitchell, who's who's been really good when given the opportunity, is a good number two back. Uh, their top two wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Neither one's a superstar, but but Debo's really good, and Brandon Ayuk is a good player. I mean, the, you know, I don't know about their depth at wide receiver. Obviously, you got George Kittle. With the question with him is always, will he stay healthy? Now, Brock Purdy. Speaking of healthy, seems to be healthy right now. He played great last year down the stretch for San Francisco. He is the starter. There's no competition. Trey Lance is out. He's battling for the backup spot with Sam Darnold. They gave up all those. You know, the Niners don't make a lot of mistakes. Right now, it looks like a mistake to Trey Lance deal. However, they've stepped in crap and and got lucky with Brock Purdy, potentially. But is Brock Purdy the real deal? We don't know yet. He played nine games, completed 67% of his passes. Great. 13 touchdowns, four picks. Great. Good quarterback rating. He doesn't have a huge arm, but he looked fantastic uh, for San Francisco last year. And had some really big games, if you look at it. Um, and I say, you know, I say he played nine games, but that's not even fair because he really played six games. He started six games. And he had some big ones there. You know, he threw two touchdowns in in every game he played, um, except for the NFC Championship against Dallas. And then, obviously, against Philly, he got hurt right in the beginning. But every other game he played last year had at least two touchdowns. And never had more than than one pick in a game. Can he follow that up? Is he the real deal or a flash in the pan? We'll find out when the season starts. I'm a believer in him being good enough in their system. The Niners are like the only team that you feel like can possibly win a Super Bowl without an elite quarterback. And if Brock Purdy can be good, they can win a Super Bowl. There's no doubt. They're going to win the division. As for the rest of the division, I like the Rams to finish second. I know I am not a believe. I, a lot of people have completely written off Matthew Stafford because of the injuries he's had. Uh, I, I, whenever I see Matthew Stafford on the field, he's been great. So until I see him not be great on the field, I'm going to believe in him. I don't believe in Geno Smith. 
I think was a fluke. Their defense is not particularly great. Um, I love their I love their now their skill position talent in Seattle's fantastic. They got great depth at running back. They've got really good wide receivers. They added Jackson Smith and Jigba as their third guy. I just don't I, I just don't think Geno Smith is gonna have another good year. I don't see it. I think the Rams bounce back and finish in second in this division. Um I but I don't think I don't love any other team in this division. You know, I, I, I the NFC East is good. I, I think it's it's probably the second, the third worst division in football. The NFC South, which we'll get to, is the worst. The AFC South is really bad. And I would say the NFC West is next. I I, I think the Rams will be like the Seahawks. They'll finish nine and eight, be in the mix for a last playoff spot. I think the Seahawks will be right there. I I, I think the Rams go nine and eight, Seahawks go eight and nine, something like that. You know, maybe seven and, and, and ten. Arizona stinks. They're as bad as any team in football. They're not worth talking about. Kyler Murray's terrible. He's hurt. They have no backup options. They have they have nothing. It's a, it's just a terrible team. They're awful on the defensive side. Um, I would I would from a fantasy perspective, I would pretty much stay away from all their skill position players who are not that great to begin with. Their their leading rusher is James Conner. You know he's okay, but on this team I don't like him. Their top receiver is Marquise Brown, who's mediocre. I'm not drafting anybody from Arizona. I, I mean, I guess. If it was like really late in the draft, I, I might take uh, James Conner. If I was desperate for a third running back, really, and he's just getting passed over, passed over, I'd consider it. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't like taking fantasy players on bad teams. We'll do more fantasy e- either Friday or next week. But to just stay away from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, getting back to the Rams for a minute. It's going to be interesting because if Matthews, like the team just won the Super Bowl two years ago, they still have a lot of those players. I mean, you know, I've always thought Cam Akers had a ton of potential. And I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Stafford's healthy. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam Akers maybe had a, a breakout year this year. I, I think there's potential. I don't love the depth of their skill position talent. You know, I'm not overly impressed with any of the other receivers, but if Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are healthy, they'll be competitive. Those guys are great players, and especially with Cam Akers, who I think finally puts it all together this year and has a big year. So, um, so I'll take. So I'm going San Francisco first, Rams second, Seattle third, and the Cardinals fourth, and only San Francisco making the playoffs. I think the three wild cards will come out of between the East and the North will be the three wild cards in the uh, NFC. And and I I think it could surprise people with two teams from the North. All right. To the, let's go to the NFC West. The NFC West um, is horrendous. Last year, the Buccaneers finished eight and nine. And then the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons finished seven and ten. And the only reason those records aren't worse is because they got to play each other and they all stink. Okay, so got some wins there. Uh, you'll only have a division winner come out of this division. Um, 
in terms of who's going to win this division, it's a tough call, right? Uh, I don't like any of these teams. Tampa Bay goes from Tom Brady to probably Baker Mayfield. Um, Anybody that's heard me cover the Browns for the last 12 years knows what I think of Baker Mayfield and that he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, The Buccaneers have still have two great receivers. Unfortunately, like I was saying with Arizona, I want nothing to do with them in fantasy unless they go well, 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 well later than I expect them to go. But wide receivers in particular on a bad team with a bad quarterback, no thanks. And if you look at Tampa, they've just got nothing outside of Godwin and Evans. <laughs> they've got nothing. I don't, you know, defense is okay, but they've got no quarterback, a shaky offensive line, no running game. They were the worst running team in the league last year. They don't have anything at tight end. You got two good veteran running back, uh, wide receivers, and that's it. So I'm not going to pick Tampa Bay to win the division. How about Carolina? We look at the Carolina Panthers. What is going on here? Carolina Panthers. Last year, they had Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. That didn't last long. Their starting quarterback this year is going to be Bryce Young. He's a rookie. And they have Andy Dalton there. This is uh, so now at the skill positions, what do they have? Well, at running back, you've got Miles Sanders. He's a mediocre player. Their top receivers are, are is probably Adam Thielen, who's like 35. They've got nobody special at tight end. They paid Hayden Hurst a lot of money, which was stupid. Nice player, but he got a nice year because he was playing with Joe Burrow last year. Nice playing with a rookie. They have as bad a skill position talent as almost any team in the league. They have a rookie quarterback. Uh, No, 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 no. I'm out on Carolina. Okay. What about the Atlanta Falcons? Looks like Desmond Ritter is going to be their starting quarterback. They do have Taylor Heineke there as well. Um, Okay. That's fine. Um... It's not fine. No, it's not fine at all because <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if he can play. Desmond Ritter was drafted last year. He didn't show anything. I don't know that he can play. At wide receiver, Drake London's a nice young prospect. Same with Kyle Pitts at tight end, who's at his moments. But do they have the quarterback to get him the ball? I don't know. They have no depth around them. I mean, you have two nice pass catchers in London and Pitts. Nobody else on that team at wide receiver or tight end is any good. Now. Their strength is in the backfield. They drafted Bijan Robinson high. Tyler Algier actually had a nice rookie season last year, and Cordero Patterson had a great season for them two years ago and is a good utility player. So they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They'll throw it to they'll throw it to Robinson. They'll throw it to Patterson out of the backfield a lot. But in the end, they have the worst, one of the worst starting quarterback situations in the league. Fortunately for them, so does Tampa Bay. And Carolina, we don't know. Now, they dra- it's a rookie they drafted high, but he's still a rookie. I don't know. So who does that leave us with? It leaves us with the New Orleans Saints. The quarterback of the Saints is Derek Carr. Now, I'm not a huge Derek Carr guy. However, he's certainly a lot more reliable than any of the quarterbacks in the division. Now, Brees Young might end up being way better than Derek Carr. Uh, they drafted him. Uh, 
high, high enough where he better be better than Derek Carr. But for now, Derek Carr is the most short thing in this division. He's at least a solid NFL quarterback. Um, they brought in Jamal Williams, who's a good solid back behind Kamara, who's going to miss the first few weeks. So the backfield, especially when Kamara comes back, is good. They drafted a kid named Keandre Miller, who's in the mix. At wide receiver, they drafted Chris Olave last year out of Ohio State. He's an up-and-coming star. Now, I don't like the rest of their wide receiver room, only because I don't trust Michael Thomas. He hasn't been healthy in years. Uh, they still have Taysom Hill for the gadget plays. Overall, their skill position talent is okay. It's okay. I don't love it. I don't hate it. Uh. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball for New Orleans, they're pretty stout in the front seven. And just overall, they got a lot of players. They've got a lot of high-end players. You got Cam Jordan up front. You got Demario Davis in at, at linebacker. You got Tyron Matthew, who they brought in. Marshawn Lattimore still there. Bradley Roby, they brought in. It's a, it's a pretty good defense, um, and they spent first and second round picks up front on the de- on the defensive line in Brian Brees and and Isaiah Foskey, Foskey or however the hell you say his name. Um, if these guys can contribute to what's already a pretty good defense, then the Saints might not be that bad. Um, I think the Saints will ultimately win this division. I think they'll be over five hundred, unlike the winner of the division last year. I see them at nine and eight. I got Atlanta finishing second, Carolina third, and Tampa Bay dead last. I think Tampa Bay is going to win probably four or five games. Uh, but the only team over 500 in this division will be New Orleans. Derek Carr will do just enough, and maybe, just maybe, he can win his first playoff game. Guys never won a playoff game. Um, but he'll have his chance to get it done. Um. So there you go. All right, those are you division winners. So Saints win the win the West and the uh, excuse me, win the South. Buccaneers win the West. We'll we'll be diving deeper into all these teams over the next couple of weeks. We'll do over under win to- totals. I'll give you some some fantasy stuff, some some odd pro- odd props, not odd props, but prop odds uh and we'll we'll do a lot of that leading up to the start of the season. Very excited about that. Make sure you subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Uh, Thanks to Brian Monzo for producing today, and thanks to all of you for listening. I'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.